Hello, hello, I'm Julia, and this is the Dream Your Life podcast. This podcast is your guide to intentionally creating the life of your dreams. We talk purpose and passion and love and work and money and family and attaining abundance across all of these things. I'm here because I know from my own experiences that with the right mindset, all of us can live our dream life. So join me and start dreaming your life today. Hello, hello, fellow dreamer, and welcome back to episode 26 of the Dream Your Life podcast. It is a foggy morning in Los Angeles right now, and I woke up this morning just not in the greatest mood. I really didn't sleep well last night at all, Um, but instead of my kids waking me up or keeping me up, it was my dog, Bruno. He was literally scratching and whining to get out all night. He wanted either to drink water or go to the bathroom or I, I don't know. But then at around five this morning, sometime around there, the older kids woke up um, and got into my bed. And then my daughter goes, I'm really bored, <laughs> which is just ridiculous, really. And it just annoyed me because, first of all, she has no reason to be bored, but let alone at five in the morning when she should be sleeping. So I was annoyed and um, and I brought that energy downstairs when we were finally um, going down to have breakfast and everyone was asking me for things at the same time and the baby was screaming and Alex was there too and I didn't kiss him like I normally do because I was just kind of pissy. And that's not only how... I don't want to start my day. Like I know better. I know that starting my day like that means that I'm putting negative energy out into the universe and that negative energy is only going to attract more negativity. But look, and I've said this before, I'm telling you this because we all do it and it's human and it's okay. It's okay to be in a mood. It's okay to be annoyed and frustrated and just pissy. But just don't let yourself stay there if you don't have to. So this morning after Alex took the older kids to school, um, this was just a few hours ago, and and Andrea, our baby's nanny, arrived, I went up to my room just feeling like, ugh, and that ugh feeling, by the way, was slowly turning into just a little bit of anxiety about some of the stuff I had to work on. Um, and just some things I have going on and things I didn't want to do that were on my to-do list. You know, you know the cycle. So I stopped it. I stopped the cycle and I sat down and I closed my eyes and I did a 10-minute gratitude meditation. And in this meditation, I... I'm called to think about someone in my life whose essence bring me, brings me joy. And this morning, I thought about my three-year-old son, Bowen. And I, I just, I love that little guy so much. And his essence really does bring me so much joy. And even though he likes to tell me that he loves daddy more than me and he has the craziest temper tantrums and he changes his clothes 
37 times a day, which means I'm constantly doing his laundry. Um, and then he loses every pair of socks that we buy him. He is just pure love. And so I sat here this morning where I'm sitting right now and I did this 10 minute meditation and my heart filled up with so much freaking gratitude for this little guy. It literally washed away the frustration and the annoyance and that anxiety that was creeping in from the morning. I literally, I felt my whole body get lighter, almost like I could feel my energy shift and my vibrational frequency raise in that, in that moment. So if you wake up feeling blah or annoyed or anxious, take 10 minutes and do a gratitude meditation. My website, dreamyourlifenow.com, is now up and running. And you can download this gratitude meditation that I created for free. And I hope you do. And I hope that the next time you're feeling down or low vibe or just not yourself, I hope you'll do this meditation and feel the shift for yourself. It's 10 minutes, 10 minutes of your day. And um, I have sent it to a couple people and, and they have told me that it's, it's really powerful. So dreamyourlifenow.com, you can access that meditation. Um, okay, so now on to today's episode. I sat down with Millie Fox, Manifestation Millie, as many of you may know her um, on Instagram. And I sat down with her last week um, and, and just had an awesome conversation. She is a manifestation coach and a mother of two young kiddos. And we talk about how to teach the principles of manifestation to our children and to the next generation. We chatted about the importance of giving children choices and the importance of allowing them to experience the outcome of those choices. Because ultimately, and this is what I really, really strongly believe is that in order for children to understand their own power and to believe in themselves and to believe that they create their reality or co-create it and, and their lives through their own thoughts and actions, we have to allow them to think for themselves, to trust themselves and to not rely on us or other adults or authority to give them the answers or show them the way. Anyway, we talk about a lot of other things too. And, and, um, we talk about resistance and fear. Um, I really enjoyed this conversation. And if you're a parent or an aunt or an uncle or a teacher, or older brother, or sister, or just if you if you know children, have children in your life in any capacity, I think you'll find this conversation and this topic interesting. Well, hello, hello, Ms. Millie Fox, aka Manifestation Millie. Welcome to the Dream Your Life podcast. So excited to have you here. Oh, thanks for having me. I am equally as excited to be here. Yay. Okay, Millie. Um so the way I start every single podcast now, every single interview is we um, first would love for you to just quickly introduce yourself any way you'd like to, 
and then share three things you're grateful for right now. They can be the most mundane, boring <clears throat> things ever, or like huge life things. It's up to oh, you. Oh yeah. Okay. So I am Millie Fox, also known as Manifestation Millie on Instagram. Well, that's not my handle, but anyways, <laughs> I am a manifestation expert and I help women be self-doubt and fear through my courses and coaching uh, so that they can step into this fulfilled and abundant life that they've always dreamt was possible for them. But somehow, you know, it just hasn't happened for them quite yet. So that's what I do. Um, I'm a lover of reading, you know, constantly learning, um, a, a lover of the beach. I am currently grateful for the view that I am that I am taking in at the moment. I have a, a very nice spot uh, seated in front of a window um, in our condo that we're staying in currently in Miami Beach. Oh, and wow. I am currently looking at the ocean, um, boats oh. going by, oh. palm trees swaying in the wind, the literal dream. So I'm incredibly grateful for that. Um, I am incredibly grateful for my health above yes. so many things yes. and uh you don't know, just oh man the list is endless but, right uh my family you know yeah. my 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 husband and my two kiddos yeah oh and and I told you this Millie but I um something I'd love to talk to you about today and really kind of focus the conversation on is is just that our children and um you know, we, we both live and breathe manifestation and helping mm -hmm. women, but it's kind of like, how do we teach these principles to the next generation? So I want to mm -hmm. get into that. Um, but first, Millie, it would be great to hear just a little bit about your story and how you got to Miami Beach, how you became mm -hmm. a coach and any kind of milestones along the way that you'd want to mention. Yeah, so this the the easiest way to put it is I'm a wounded healer. <laughs> mm -hmm. I came from a childhood full of turmoil and you know, not not pretty stuff. And I I saw at a very young age that people were suffering and I wanted to do something about that. So at the age of about seven, I was like sitting my parents down at the kitchen table to try to get them to share feelings with one another. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and uh, I just, I wanted to become a psychologist actually, because that was like the only thing I somehow knew of at the age of seven that, that would be the way to help people. And um, I did actually end up getting a degree in psychology and I was very certain I was going to end up as a psychotherapist. Um, but after my undergrad, I was very eager to get out into the world and start doing things and not be in that sort of academic setting anymore. So mm -hmm. that I did. Um, I learned about manifestation probably around that time when I was in university it was probably like my first true exposure to it uh, that I, that I was aware of, you know, um, and it, it was actually, sorry, oh, go sorry. ahead. Oh no, I was, I, you're probably about to tell us, but I'm curious if it was through the secret, which seems to be the way that most people learn about it. I cannot remember what came first because honestly, my parents are pretty spiritual people. Um, and my dad actually gifted me like the CDs from, uh, 
Abraham teachings of <gasps> Abraham. My, I'm so obsessed with Abraham Hicks. Like I just yeah. like, yeah, I, I, that's the podcast I listen to every single morning. It's actually been oh. down. It's been down for a bit. I don't, can't figure out why. So I've been listening to the YouTube videos, but I love that your parents gave you the CDs. Yeah. Yeah. It was my dad. My dad and I have always kind of bonded over this stuff and it's, it's interesting because he was the one who kind of, um, you know, gave me that start into this uh, way of thinking. Like I remember when I was a kid, he was like reading like the power of positive thinking oh, and, wow. and, and all these sort of books, like conversations with God and whatnot. And um, yeah, so that was sort of my first introduction. I'm not sure if I saw the secret after that, but it seemed like it was around the same time, to be honest with you. So yeah, like those two things were definitely like the first exposure consciously, right? Um, and in terms of coaching, I, I always wanted to help people, right? So I took a few different paths uh, to get to where I am now, but it was through the world of wellness ultimately. Cause when I graduated with my psych degree, I was like, I don't really know what to do right now, mm -hmm. but you know, I had discovered personal fitness at the time, um, previously was not interested in anything to do with moving my body or, you know, gym, like gym was my least favorite subject, like totally not an athletic person, but, yeah. um, I discovered, uh, how powerful it was to, to, you know, have, have, um, an impact on your health and mental health, uh, specifically through, through fitness. So I actually became a personal trainer and then I studied nutrition. Um, I got into like the fertility world and, and it was really wonderful learning about all that stuff and a really big part of my own healing journey as well. And I was, I was honestly always wanting to become like a life coach. Like the minute I heard the word life coach, I was like, Ooh, you know, that sounds like something that I want to do. And I think I was probably 21 at the time. And I, I had a lot of self-doubt then thinking, you know, I don't have enough life experience for this. Uh, people aren't going to take me seriously. I'm too young. So I was like, well, if I, if I go into fitness and nutrition, at least I have like, you know, credible knowledge. And it's, it's like a, a modality through which I can help people. Right. So, um, I did, I did lean on that for quite a few years and then I took a little like detour into like this product-based business that I launched after I had my first son. And that was a really great learning experience. But then I came right back into, into the world of, of being a coach and, uh, manifestation just seemed like the perfect area for me to niche in because it was this beautiful umbrella that just covered so many topics that I wanted to bring to the world and to have so many more women um, exposed to and realize that like manifestation is everything. It's not just like a fun little like, you know, magical party trick right. that we do to like manifest an extra 500 bucks or like, I, I don't know, like a coffee or handbag. Right. Like it's, it's your whole life. Really. Right. Right. It's, yeah. it's, it's how you it's your entire life is created through yeah. your thoughts. Exactly. I have to ask, um, like what, what, what did your parents think about your dad must be so proud. Yeah, actually I do. I do think he's pretty proud. Like, um, 
I'm, that's so nice for me to be able to say, cause we talk pretty often and we talk about this stuff all the time and he's got like a new reinvigorated uh, interest in, in manifestation as well. And he actually reinvigorated my interest in manifestation as well, like exposing me to new books and, and new teachers. So we've got a lot to talk about and uh, yeah, he's, he's quite proud. And I think I inspire him a lot too, actually. <laughs> I'm sure you do. So um, how have you used the principles of manifestation in your own life? Oh, well, man, everything, you know, mm-hmm. um, to the, 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 the career that I've created, uh, yeah. to the relationship that I'm in. Uh, I always just had very clear ideas of what, what I wanted um, and uh, all of that has come true. Like, I remember there was a time when somebody had said to me, like, I was like, you know, an old friend who I had a falling out with. And she said, you know, you get everything that you want. And I was, she was saying it like in like this negative way. And I was kind of like, well, yeah, I do. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, and like, and and that was a very long time ago, like very, very, very long time ago. But looking back on that, it was like, well, yeah, I guess I've been manifesting mm-hmm. <laughs> or it could like consciously, but not aware that I was doing exactly that. Um, just, you know, I wanted freedom. I, I didn't want a, a boss. I, I wanted a partner who wanted the same things as yeah. me. Um, you know, like I wanted to have this exciting life and one of my greatest fears was always that I was going to wake up one day and hate my life. Yeah. <laughs> it was always one of my greatest fears from such a young age. And, and cause I saw so many people like middle age just seemed so miserable. Yeah. And even as a kid, you know, you, you see adults and they're just like boring, you know, and I have to admit, I have kind of become a boring adult. Like, you know, I just want to <laughs> sit down and read a damn book sometimes. Yeah. Like, Um, like to a kid, I'm probably boring, but, um, (laughs) to my own standards, I live a pretty exciting life and, and that, and that's it. I just always made sure that like, I was living according to my heart. Like I was 16 years old. I got a tattoo, my first tattoo on my hip that says para mi corazón, which is um, Spanish for, for my heart. And it was this lyric in this song that I really liked at the time. And it, the, the, the line in the song was, I'm diving down with all my gear in search of a treasure para mi corazón. And to me, that just meant I'm going to give whatever it takes in this life to live for my heart. Yes. And I love that, you know, I was even at that age of 16. And I think it's because I came out of so much suffering, to be honest with you. Um, that I, I re- like, I thought that way at that age. Um, but yeah, that's been the theme for me. Like my, you know, wholehearted living and all of that has really been the theme for me, um, for so long. Yeah. yeah. I, I love that. And, um, you know, when you say clear ideas of what I wanted, cause I, but that all of that rings so true to me and Millie, when you're kind of sharing your story and like, I was also a psychology undergrad and I feel like we have a lot of the same interests and things in common. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I've also always been pretty clear about the, the things that I've wanted to manifest and mm-hmm. my path. And 
Um, granted, over the last year, a lot of that has changed. And I realized that a lot of the things that I've made, I, I know that I'm a powerful manifester. So I've manifested a lot of things, but starting to realize that, oh, maybe those weren't the things that are totally in alignment, but that anyway, that's mm. a totally different topic. Oh yeah. Um, but, but what I wanted to ask you, and this is something that someone in my family who I just recently was kind of trying to impart some of this knowledge onto, but in a very delicate kind of way, because he's a very old school and very much not into the new agey, even though this is not new age and it's been yeah. forever. Yeah. Um, and, and his whole response to the idea of manifesting, which is, you know, being intentional with our thoughts and being focused and visualizing and creating a life through, you know, um, through our minds, he's like, well, that's not the way. What about if you don't want to live a life like that? What if you want to just kind of, you know, float around and do this thing and then try this thing. And then, you know, that leads to that. And that leads to that. And like, he's like, that's what I think the magic of life is, is, you know, having these experiences and not being so, you know, dead set on a specific outcome. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on that, because I, I do think that what you were saying in the tattoo that you got, which is more like living a life that feels good and feels mm-hmm. aligned with your heart is different than like already having like a preset kind of path laid out for yourself and focusing on those things. Oh yeah. I mean, like we don't even know what we we're going to like in a year or two from now, you know? Yeah. Right. So I'm very much about like, what, what's a hell yes right now. Yeah. And I had no idea I'd be, and like, I'd end up in, in Miami beach. Like I, like I had no clue. Right. Yeah. Um, that, that came much later when I experienced it, you know, like we don't know what we like until we, we like it, you know? And yeah. Um, it's one of those things where you can have themes and you can have non-negotiables uh, and then you can create space for those to show up in whichever way they show up. Right. Yeah. Uh, so like, for me, it's about like values, really. It's about like, I value freedom. I value abundance. I value, um, integrity. Mm-hmm. Uh, I value, you know, authenticity. Um, and those are, those are some of my top values for sure. Yeah. Uh, free, I don't know if I said freedom, but if I yeah. did, it's saying it twice. Yeah. <laughs> like freedom, freedom, freedom. Me. Yeah. Yeah. It's a huge one for me. So within that, like there's so many different ways that you can, you can gain access to, to those things. Right. So, um, I don't think that it's like you have this checklist in life and you're just like, check, 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 manifested, 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 you know, it's like, Ooh, where's this going to take me? Like curiosity is a huge part of, of being a powerful manifester too. Right. Because I don't think like, yes, we control, uh, we can not control, but we can influence, we create our own reality, but there's also a greater divine plan. Like there's also divine influence. There's also connection to the collective. That's always gonna, you know, say, oh, well you said you wanted this, but then subconsciously you also want something else. So it's like, okay, well, I'm going to deliver it to you like this. And maybe you can't see in the moment that it's actually what you, you deep down want, but you're going to, you're going to recognize it eventually 
as long as you are open-minded enough to, to look at it, you know, to have the perception and look at it that way. Um, and that's comes back to curiosity as well too, right? Like when bad things happen, I'm always kind of like, I, I lean into, and I teach my students to lean into curiosity. Like, why did this happen? Hmm, Maybe we don't know, but you know, what's, what's the universe got coming down the pipeline for me? Like there's something here for me, you know? Yes. Yes. I love that. I love the, cause, cause that's true with, with manifestation, right? We're, We're not actually going for that checklist. We're going for the feelings. We're going for <laughs> the themes. Like you said, the freedom, the abundance, the integrity, And the more that we can detach from the things and attach to the feeling that we're Mm -hmm. looking for, like that's That's when the power happens. Yeah. I have in my, I do have a, uh, and I talk about this, but I have a, you know, manifestation checklist, if you will, on my phone, which I do recommend people to have just as like, because it, that does work too. Yeah. Yeah. The number one, well, one of the things on there is, is, um, I wrote down and a year ago, this was not true. I wrote down, I want to wake up feeling so excited to get to work. And I didn't know what that meant or Mm -hmm. how it would manifest or like what it would be doing. But I really attached to that feeling like, what does it feel like to wake up and just get so excited? And of course, like I'm excited to be with my kids and I, I love all of that, but I wanted to be excited for work. Um, and I think the fact that I kept that so open was, is really what it's all about is it's like yeah. it gives the universe an opportunity to be like, okay, let's play around here and see yeah. what excites you. Yeah. And that's the non-attachment piece too, right? Cause yeah. like when we grip, we create resistance and and we don't want that. Right. And mm-hmm. And sometimes that's hard. Sometimes it's hard not to grip because we're really attaching like our worth to certain things or we're telling these like really, really intricate and deep stories about it has to happen this way because that means something about me or that means something about like you've attached the like this idea of like the way the world works, you know, Um, like these these models of the world that we hang on to because a a lot of it comes down to like safety, really. I think like we're just trying to keep ourselves safe, um, survival mechanism stuff. So what I preach really truly is compassion, like left, right and center. Self-compassion is one of the foundations and core, um, you know, core tenets of, of everything I teach around manifestation because Mm -hmm. We have to be in compassion in order to stay like in abundance, like anything other than compassion for ourselves puts us into that judgment spiral, that shame spiral, that like just place that, you know, creates more resistance, like really ultimately. Yeah, totally. I actually, what you're saying about keeping ourselves safe, this has been a theme that's come up for me and it's come up in lots of different areas of my life, but it's, it's really, when we talk about keeping ourselves safe, this is, this is almost a euphemism for following fear, right? Cause fear is, it's the fear of the unknown. And yeah. the opposite of that is, you know, so we think we're keeping ourselves safe and, but in reality, we're keeping ourselves from doing the thing that is ultimately going to make us 
happy or successful. Mm -hmm. And I want, I want to actually tie this into a question and going back to kind of the theme of how we teach manifestation to the next generation and to our children. So I don't know if you, I'm I'm sure your dad has read this and I'm not sure if you Mm -hmm. have, but have you read Outwitting the Devil? Oh no, I haven't. Okay. So this is, um, this was actually, it's Napoleon Hill who also wrote Think and Grow Rich. Um, and someone that I interviewed earlier on the podcast recommended this and it's this book like is, I mean, so thought provoking. Um, very controversial at the time. In fact, it wasn't, it it was a manuscript that Napoleon Hill wrote, but he didn't publish it even when he was alive because of the backlash that could have happened. But essentially he talks about how, um, the devil, which is, he interviews the devil, which is really like the devil is a metaphor for the fear that lives in all of us. Like that fear that holds us back from living our dreams and becoming successful. And one big part of it, piece of it, and it's the part I'm at right now is um, really resonate with me is he talks about how um, we as parents and teachers are perpetuating this fear in our children. And this happens a lot in school. And this is why you know, this is the devil basically making sure that people are stuck in these patterns and ruts and not becoming successful or living out their dreams. And we do this by preventing our, our children (coughs) from really thinking on their own by always, you know, requiring that they ask permission to do things like, or subtly or not subtly making them believe that, you know, their opinions and beliefs should be backed by facts or like written in a book or cited and verified by someone. Mm. Um, and so actually I want to read this one quote cause I, I, I wrote it down. I thought it was so interesting, but he said, helping children to think <coughs> may be the purpose of schooling, but the system in most schools of the world doesn't carry this purpose. School children are taught not to develop and use their own minds, but to adopt and use the thoughts of others. This sort of schooling destroys the capacity for independent thought, except in a few rare cases where children rely so definitely upon their own willpower that they refuse to allow others to do their thinking. So I wanted to hear your thoughts on this. And just like, you know, this was again written, I think, in the early 1900s, maybe 1920 or 1930. But I think some of it still holds true. It's like, as you know, children, like they're, and you know this, you have two kids and I have three kids. Like they're so Mm -hmm. curious and they're always asking questions. But are, do you think as a society, are we allowing for true independent thought? So my answer would be a resounding no, <laughs> absolutely not. And it's it's quite disheartening to me because in this day and age and climate, you would think that there would be a lot more tolerance for open discussion um, and, you know, tolerance for different viewpoints, because I think that most of us, like when we really consider, we know that that's healthy, right? Yeah. Yeah. But there's something going on right now in the world that is just shutting people's ability to understand that down. And like I said before, I think it's probably safety. So with the, all the compassion, um, it's very unfortunate and very sad to see, but that space for free thought is quite, it feels quite small right now. So 
that's too bad, but I'm sure it will come back around because there are a ton of free thinkers, a ton, I think just so like maybe they're the minority, but they're alive and well. (laughs) So I have a lot of faith. Um, and I do my best as a parent. It is, is such a challenging job to, you know, remain open with your children to allow them, you know, all the space for their emotions, because that involves us knowing how to navigate our own emotions. Right. And, and that is such a challenge because, you know, we are just really waking up to emotional intelligence, um, and understanding, um, how emotional intelligence is actually more important, you know, than, than the, the traditional IQ in, in many regards, like, you know, not, yeah. you can't give one over the other completely, obviously, but yeah, it's, it's, it's very interesting, very fascinating. I think there's a whole upheaval of systems going on right now. And, um, it's just, you know, a lot of, uh, things changing, a lot of turmoil, and I think in times like this, like free thought really does end up coming out on top. Yeah. Uh, there's just cycles, I think, within humanity. So right now we're just in a little bit of a um, clinging to safety cycle. Um, and I get that. I totally do. I totally get it. It's just, yeah. it's a little hard to see, you know, from when you're looking at it from this angle. So then how, how do you think that we as parents or as teachers um, or really just adults, like how do we instill not only just free thought in our children, but, but like, how do we show them how powerful they are? And there's, you know, I, I think on a small scale, I, I am always trying to show that to my kids by empowering them with choices and yeah. showing them that, wow, you made that choice and look at what happened. Like you created that outcome, but like on a bigger scale, like, do you have thoughts around, you know, what, what we can do for that next generation? Yes, I I do definitely think that like allowing children to, to have choice and to, to experience the outcomes of their choices is so, so powerful. I'm kind of just starting to explore this world of like conscious discipline. I've, Mm -hmm. I've been interested in, you know, in conscious parenting, but this like, it's sort of a new um, chapter, like really investigating this deeper. And it, it really is about exactly that, right. It's like, it's about working with your children, um, and empowering them and and giving them that confidence, like to know that they can choose and they're going to learn from those choices. Right. And and yeah, it's, it's such an interesting sort of like almost like a tightrope to walk really. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's not easy. Cause Um, you know, cause you, you think as the adult with all these experiences that you know, the right answer. So then you want to kind of push them that way, but it's like, in order for them, for children to learn, they have to figure things out on their own. There's not Mm -hmm. always going to be someone showing them the way. And if they think that there is, then that, you know, then they lose the power. Yeah, exactly. That's it. They're, they're looking to something outside of themselves to, to give them the answer all the time. And and not, not trusting themselves. And and that's one of the major problems, you know, it's like a lack of self-trust, a lack of self, 
a lack of self-compassion, like leads to lack of confidence and, and all of the above, right? Like we just, we're not yeah. connected to, to our power. We're not connected to who we really are. So again, <laughs> this really comes back to like these key, key points to how to become a powerful manifester, like get back in touch with your source, right? Get right. back in touch with your trusting yourself and, um, and having that confidence that you do have the answers inside of you, uh, and your intuition yeah. and, and, and all of those things. And I think that like the hardest thing for little kids, because my son's four and a half and my daughter's only 17 months is, is the emotional piece for me yeah. right now. Cause like, yeah. that's the, these are the ages of like very large. Emotions. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and for me right now in this season of life, it's really about like learning how to hold space for my own emotions while they go through their emotions, because their emotions are very triggering. Yeah. <laughs> you know? so yeah. It's like, whoa, this is a lot. Um, and, and yeah, like just exploring our own capacity to, to sit with the emotions, allow them to be in our body, to feel them, uh, to, you know, just allow, yeah, mm. to acknowledge, allow, recognize and, and nurture ourselves really. Yeah. I love that. Um, do you, are there any other practices or things that you do? And I know you have young kiddos, but I'm curious if, especially because, um, of your, uh, of your parents and them being spiritual and the, and the stuff that you bonded with your dad about, like, are you consciously trying to teach manifestation or the ideas that, you know, that they are creating their reality? Like, well, how do we do that to, you know, children at such a young age? Or are there books mm -hmm. that you read them? I have not gotten around to any specific books. I'm sure they're out there. I'm absolutely sure they're out there. Uh, but for, for us so far, I've really um, just been having these little conversations here and there about choice. Um, my son recently started a new school and he's been having a little bit of trouble adjusting, which he didn't at his last school. So it's a bit surprising, but um, I get it. I get it. He's a little older, you know, so like he's a little bit more conscious of change than he was when he started the first place. But I, you know, every day is kind of like, I don't want to go to school. And um, I just say think little things to him, you know, like he's really thinking about not wanting it. And I was like, well, Rosen, why don't we think about something you do like yeah. about school? Something yeah. that we like focus on what you want. And and I, I'll, yes. I've been saying things yes. to him, like, uh, you know, when you're thinking about how much you don't like school, and how bad it was when you were crying yesterday, that's filling your head with mm -hmm. those thoughts. Like you're, you're filling your head with that and it doesn't feel good, but you know, it does feel good to look at these pictures of you having a really great time at school yeah. um, and remembering uh, what you do like about school. You like your teacher, you like your friends, you know, mm -hmm. you, you like the fact that um, you're having a sensory bus come to the school tomorrow. That's going to yeah. be super fun. Let's think about that, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and really just trying to teach him how to, to shift his focus uh, towards rather than away from. Um, and, and I just say little things to him, like, you know, buddy, you get to choose how you feel about it. So mm -hmm. 
you know, and, and I, I try like, I'm also trying to like not teach him to bypass, you know, either. Yeah, so yeah. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, I understand that it was yeah. sad for you and it feels scary for you. And all of that is okay. Like you're allowed to feel these things. It's new. And we can feel both of these things at the same time. You know, we can feel nervous and excited. You know, we can feel apprehensive and also curious. So yeah. Yeah. I, I just really try to focus in on like the feeling stuff with him at yeah. this point. I love that. I really love that. It's, I mean, as you were describing it, like you, it, it I mean, it, it would resonate with an adult. I mean, the, the same principles to for an adult, right. It's like you, people come home from work and it's, you're in this negative space. Cause you're thinking about all the things that went wrong. It's like, <sighs> How about you think about the things at work that you did really well? Like, how about mm-hmm. you think about this thing that, you know, you, you, um, that someone said you really helped them with? Like, and it's, it's the same idea, which is when we shift our thoughts to focus on the positive things, not only do we feel better in the moment, but we know that more positive things are coming our way. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. That's that idea of like curiosity. And like, also if something doesn't go the way you want, it's like, okay, well, if that didn't work out, it's going to be something better, you know, this or something better. This or something better. I love that. And I, um, going back to just the self-trusting, I, I, um, and, you know, learning and you saying the conscious discipline, I, I feel like I'm starting to do that more with my daughter. And, um, just one example that just came to mind is like, we, we only live, um, a few blocks from her school, but Mm -hmm. I'm always letting her lead the way back. If we're walking back or biking back and she almost always goes the wrong way or it takes a wrong turn. And I don't say anything. It'd be so, we'd save so much time if I'm like, Nope, it's this way. But I really want her to, cause I grew up and I had a horrible sense of direction. I could never get myself home. And I'm like, it was probably because I was just someone always took me or, you know, I just followed someone and I followed someone on their bike or followed someone in the car or whatever it was. And for her, I just want her to learn it on her own. And now she can get home by herself and get to school by herself. And it was through that, like really letting her make the mistakes. And sometimes we zigzag through the neighborhood, but she gets home. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, I feel like it's the same thing whenever we, we, we want to gently guide them to do the right thing. Like, oh no, cookies only go in at for 20 minutes. But it's like, if you just let them do the 25 minutes and the cookies burn, it's, they learn that lesson and then they feel empowered to make cookies by themselves because they, they did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's really wonderful to be able to do that for kids and just, just to trust yourself also too, to know when is the moment to step in because our, our yeah. major our major job right is like also to be guardians of their safety so it's yes. just to know like when is that moment when they truly are unsafe yes yeah right and like yeah tra- knowing like because we we kind of snowball in our minds too it's like well if they do this this could happen and that could happen yeah so we we kind of snowball and we probably like we interject way too soon and I even see this like with my like with with adult children right like 
parent parents still kind of do this with adult children, like with like mortgage rates and buying your first house yes. and this and that and the next thing. It's like, well, don't do this and make sure you check on that. And did, did you get do that? Did you get your oil changed yet? And like, yeah. you know, not not. I mean, not every adult parent is like that, but like, um, I may know some that are like that. <laughs> not my parents, but yeah. I, I may know yeah. some that are yeah. like that. And, yeah. and, and I get it. It's from that place of like trying to keep your kids safe. And it's like, um, you know, we're in our thirties and forties over here. So yeah, <laughs> totally. No, I mean, it's really, it's, it's, um, it's, yeah, it's, it's almost counterintuitive because you're like, Oh, I'm going to teach them everything I know. And that will you know, keep them safe, but also save them time and learning those lessons on their own. And the problem is, is you kind of need to learn on your own and you need to follow your own thoughts and your own Mm -hmm. instincts and your own intuition and make your own choices because that is what is going to lead to that like feeling of control over your own life. And that also leads to you being able to manifest amazing things. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, that's authenticity too, right? It's like, that's no, like being true to yourself and and knowing what, what's in alignment and what's in integrity. So yeah. Yeah. Love that. Um, All right. Well, Millie, how um, this has all been so great and I have loved chatting with you and I know that um, listeners will want to have the opportunity to maybe reach out to you? Like, how are you working with clients? Um, anything that, um, or how can someone connect with you? Yeah. So you can definitely come and connect with me on Instagram at Millie Fox. Um, when this podcast comes out, I should be right in the middle of a free challenge called the no F's left challenge. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and, and then that's going to be, um, starting into the launch of my brand new course, which is called Worthy AF. So it's stepping into, into your worthiness so that you can really live that fulfilled and abundant life that you've always dreamed of. Um, you know, but it's that darn fear and self-doubt that I'm holding you back. So that's going to be out and, and coming out and available, um, within the week of whenever this podcast launches, I believe. So you could check that out, uh, at the link in my bio. Um, you could, you know, if it, even if it is the middle of the challenge, you can still join it's free. Um, it's a five day challenge runs Monday to Friday, November 8th to the 12th. So if, if that's, open to you. It's going to be super fun. I love to do, um, like a Voxer group coaching chat when I do challenges. So everybody kind of like, you know, gets a little bit of bonding action in there too. Um, really love that element of the challenges that I host. So yeah, I'm sure we could put the link somewhere, uh, easy to find for you. Awesome. Well, Millie, thank you so much. It was so great chatting with you. Um, I would love to keep in touch and I just hope you have a wonderful, beautiful rest of your day and keep looking at those amazing views. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Of course. We'll talk soon. And for everyone listening, thank you so much for your time and your support. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. And as always, if you want to connect with me, DM me on Instagram. My handle is dreamyourlifenow.com. 
or you can go to my website if you would like to work with me or get access to the gratitude meditation that I talked about in the intro. The website is also dreamyourlifenow.com. Thank you guys again and have a wonderful, beautiful rest of your day.